Hi, and welcome to The Movement Diaries, a no-holds-barred podcast where we'll unpack all things exercise and movement within the world of the no-pain, no-gain fitness culture. Hosted by me, movement coach Jordana Edelstein, we'll dive into why exercise has notoriously become all about self-punishment, fixing what's wrong with how your body looks, and burning off last night's pizza rather than simply feeling good and strong in your own skin. Let's have some honest, candid conversations about how to shift the all-or-nothing mindset around fitness and reclaim movement and exercise as a way to feel capable, confident, and empowered in your own body and mind. Ready to break the rules of exercise with me? Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode two of The Movement Diaries. I'm recording today from my bedroom closet. The basement was otherwise occupied with a noisy washing machine, which I didn't think would go too well as uh, background ambiance. Um, so today I wanted to talk about, to kind of really get things going, I think this is a great place to start, is the difference between movement and exercise. And many of you listening, hopefully people are listening, <laughs> are probably saying to yourselves, there's a difference between movement and exercise. What are you talking about? And yes, there is. Um, And it's in some ways subtle, in some ways not. But I think actually a really important thing to understand if we are collectively going to make changes in the way that movement and exercise show up in our life and what they mean to us. So, and I first learned about this um, from Katie Bowman, and she's a wonderful, she's brilliant. She's a biomechanist. She's written tons of books. She has a ton of online resources. Um, I don't know her personally. I've only, you know, studied with her and from her from afar. But if you are looking to learn more about this or looking for any resources on feet, on shoes, on movement and the environment, definitely check her out. So anyway, and again, I will put that in um, hopefully the show notes that I have yet to figure out. So, okay, let's start kind of like with a definition of each. Exercise is movement that we do for the sake of moving right? There's nothing else linked to it. We exercise for many reasons. I actually think the most important reason that we exercise, and it might be the one that you might be even least aware of, is to make up for the lack of movement in our extremely sedentary modern lifestyle. So what I mean by that is we have so many conveniences and so much technology in our lives that it totally diminishes the amount that we actually need to use our bodies to get stuff done. Um, You can think of that kind of on like a bigger scale where we drive literally almost everywhere instead of walking places or biking places. You could think of it on like a little like tiny scale for things like a remote control. Like, you know, you don't have to get up to change the TV channel. You just sit there, right? So you could literally sit on your couch for hours watching TV without ever having to move. Um, things like key fobs for our cars, right? You can start your car from inside your house. Whereas, you know, back in like the old days, you had to go out, you had to turn on the car, you go back inside, you had to unlock each door individually. Um, you know, and admittedly, some of that was, you know, even when I was, I'm 40. So, you know, unlocking individual car doors was still happening when I was a kid. But you know, those things might seem silly and trivial, but they show up in so many places of our lives, you know, escalators instead of stairs or elevators instead of stairs at the airport. They have walking, those big walking like things, the walking, the the walkways that move. So you literally can stand there instead of walking through an airport. Like, 
that's kind of mind blowing to me. It's like, oh, it's supposed to make things easier for people. But the byproduct of making certain things easier is that it's like wreaking havoc on our bodies and on our, and our health and on our wellness. Um, so that's kind of just starting to bring to your attention and awareness, like the way that modern life kind of requires very little from our bodies. So exercise in a very small way makes up for a little tiny piece of that, right? Obviously, you know, doctors tell us to exercise, right? And there's all these different guidelines. I think the current guidelines, it's like 150 minutes of moderate exercise, or I think 75 minutes of more intense exercise. And the words moderate and intense are totally subjective based on each individual person. Um, I don't think anyone or most people really abide by those guidelines. Um, they're a place to start, you know, and exercise has so many benefits. I teach exercise for a living. Um, exercise has mental health benefits, has physical benefits, cardiovascular, you uh, build muscular strength, you build bone strength. Um, there's all types of research that shows that exercise is really good for managing anxiety and depression and stress. Um, you know, there are so many wonderful benefits to exercise. We all need to exercise. However, we also need to move. And here's the difference. Movement is how you use your body to live your life. It's kind of how I think about it. Um, what are all the ways in which you can use your body to get something done instead of using a convenience or something that's easy? I already kind of mentioned this, but one of the most, the easiest example that I always kind of start out with is, are there opportunities where you can walk someplace or walk partially in place of driving? Right. And that can be as simple as this is, more, again, one of my favorite examples, parking at the back of a parking lot. Like we live in a society where you see people driving around a parking lot looking for the closest spot to the door. And I want to tell you, that's the polar opposite of what we need to be doing. We need to be looking for the parking spot the farthest away so that you need to walk and use your body in order to get part of those errands done. That is the simplest way that you can do this. Everybody that I know, unless you have some type of a physical limitation going on, okay, that's a different, you know, that's a certainly an exception to what I'm talking about. But if you don't, you need to be doing this. So I'm flat out saying this, stop looking for the closest parking spot and start looking for the one that is farthest away. Especially if you live in a place like I live, I live in like central North New Jersey, where it's like the land of big box stores and the parking lots at these places are like football fields, right? You park the back of a football field, essentially, walk to the front door, that stuff adds up. Um, so that's just an example of movement, right? Taking the stairs instead of taking an elevator or an escalator. If you're at the airport, whenever we all get to go back to airports again, don't stand on that walking, that moving walkway, walk to your gate, walk to do your stuff. Um, and it's not just about like actively moving, right? You can also think about this as what happens in your home. Another great example is we live in a world full of furniture made up of chairs and sofas. And chairs and sofas are great. They're comfy. And, you know, we gather around a table and we eat together and we sit on the couch and watch TV. That's all wonderful stuff. But we spend a lot of time in those chairs and sofas and then driving in our cars and, um, you know, we spend a lot of time sitting 
And when we spend a lot of time sitting, it means we're not moving very much. It's not the sitting that's the problem. It's the fact that we're always sitting in the same type of a a chair and you don't have to use much of your body to get in and out of a chair, right? You only use about, I don't know the percentage. I'm going to say like maybe a third to maybe close, maybe half or less than half of the movement that is available at your hips to get up and down out of a chair. So a way to use your body more to do things at home would be sit on the floor to watch TV for a little while, even just five or 10 minutes. And that is using your body, using more of your body, like I said, to live your life, right? But you're thinking, well, I'm still sitting. Yes, you're sitting, but A, you've used more of your body to get down to the floor and therefore to get back up. And B, you're using your body differently when you're actually on the floor. You'll you'll see if you're not used to floor sitting, you're going to sit on the floor for five minutes and you're going to be like, oh my God, I got to get up. I can't be here. And that's okay. Your body has to adapt to it. So going off on a bit of a tangent. So exercise is movement we do purely for the sake of moving. Movement is the way we use our bodies to live our lives, to get stuff done. And if we moved more, here's the relationship between the two. If we moved more, in theory, we would need to exercise less, right? Because exercise is making up for all kind of the way that we barely move. So if we moved more to live our life, we wouldn't have to rely as much on exercise. So while I teach exercise and movement and fitness classes for a living, because they are fun and they feel good and they are essential, I also talk a lot with the clients and students, and now with whoever might be listening to this, about the fact that exercise is not enough. We need to be moving more. Um, I was listening to a really great podcast a couple months ago on walking, and they talked about this concept of exercise-induced inactivity. And we have all done this. This is a very fancy name for saying, oh, I went to the gym for an hour this morning. I'm good. I don't have to move my body for the rest of the day. So you know you've done that. I have done that. I probably lived most of my life doing that up until just a few years ago when I started to learn more about exercise and movement and how important movement is in addition to exercise, right? You can't, going into the gym or going for a jog or doing a class, even like, you know, I, this this applies to the things that I teach as well. Like this isn't like, you know, I am an island as a, as a movement teacher, um, doing a half an hour or 45 minutes or one hour of a, of a class or a workout or a jog or whatever is wonderful, but that does not like fill your movement quota for the day. That's not an excuse to say, oh, well, I worked out this morning. Now I can, it's okay. I can just sit at my desk for the next eight hours or just sit around in my house or, you know, do the things I have to do, right? Go to my job, take care of my kids, whatever, but doing that all with as much ease and convenience as possible. You need to start to pay attention to where you can make swaps. So I like to sort of introduce all of this to people um, by just asking you to start paying attention, right? That's the first thing. You have to start paying attention and noticing where can, where could you replace convenience with movement, right? And I already mentioned one of my favorite ways, which is the parking lot, because that applies to everyone. I happen to live in a place where I can walk to our town where there are restaurants and places where I get errands done and there's a Trader Joe's and there's like banks and there's all those things. Not everybody lives in a place like that and I get it. So, um, but everybody does live in a place 
not everybody, but pretty much probably everyone who's listening to this, unless you live in like a really remote location and don't drive anywhere, in which case this doesn't apply to you. <laughs> anyway, um, everybody does live in a place where you're getting in your car and you're driving to run errands and you're parking in a parking lot. Um, you know, so, and the challenge is you're, you might be thinking, well, that takes more time. I don't have time for that. That's true. It does take more time. But here's the thing. Are you willing to trade time for health? It's kind of what it comes down to. And I think we all need to be making some shifts with that. We want everything to be easy and convenient and fast and done for us. And then we wonder why we feel like crap. Why am I stiff? Why am I sore? I've got this pain in my shoulder. My back hurts. My hip hurts. I feel lethargic. Um, One hour of exercise a day is wonderful. Again, and I'm using one hour. It's just like, I'm not saying you need to do an hour of exercise a day. I'm just like saying that term kind of um, generally speaking but it's not enough. Um, it's not enough in terms of movement, right? You need to be noticing where you can make some of these swaps. Another great one that I've been talking about with some people um, in a, a, a group coaching program that I have going on right now is laundry. I live in a house that's almost 100 years old, so our laundry is in the basement. Newer houses have laundries upstairs right next to the master bedroom, which is a lovely convenience. <laughs> And so this, again, might not, might not apply to you, but if the laundry is on a different floor from your bedrooms, you're carrying stuff up and down the stairs. Can you break the carrying up into different like loads, like do one basket at a time or do one load at a time and get more movement in that way. Instead of trying to like throw everything into the basket. So you have to make one trip. Can you make multiple trips? Um, you know, again, can you, instead of sitting on your couch for three hours watching, the queen's gambit, like we spent the last week or so doing, can you sit on the floor for part of it? If you are working from home, right? So everyone or many people, especially with like corporate type jobs have been working from home for a very long time. Um, at this point, can you maybe sit on the floor for, take your laptop down on the floor, even for five or 10 minutes. I realize you might not be able to do that on like a zoom call, right? Cause it might not look professional. I get it. But if you're just following up with some emails, if you're on the phone and not on a zoom, can you get up from your desk and use your body in a different way than you normally do? Right. That is movement as well. Um, so, you know, and when you think about kind of movement and exercise and how they overlap, exercise is movement. All exercise is movement but all movement is not exercise, right? Again, remember, exercise is movement we do simply for the sake of moving. And to talk about that a little bit more, I don't want to dive into this too much on this episode because I want to save this for some pretty big topics of conversation. Um, Exercise has become something that we kind of collectively dread and suffer through. And I just want to mention that A, it doesn't have to be that way. We're going to talk a lot more about that. And B, I want to start talking about and helping everyone look at it less as a chore and something like another thing we have to do because by definition, exercise is moving simply for the sake of moving, right? Just like you have to go to the grocery store to buy food. Like you go out and you jog or run or bike or cycle or swim, whatever it is you like to do just to do that thing. You're not getting anything else done while you're doing it. Maybe you're listening to a podcast or, um, you know, listening to music. And I, that's kind of another topic of things is how can you maybe do more with your exercise? So it becomes more than just this one thing on your to-do list, but I digress. Um, of course I lost my train of thought, but, um, exercise 
as being something to do doesn't mean you have to suffer through it, right? Just because it's something that we need to do because it's good for us in many different ways, it doesn't mean that you have to hate it or that it has to suck. So again, we're going to talk about that more probably in a separate episode. I really want this to focus on exercise versus movement, really understanding the difference between those two concepts, how they overlap, and ask you, as we start to wrap this up, to start noticing. Start paying attention where you have opportunities in your day-to-day life to swap convenience and ease for movement, for using your body more. And again, remembering that that swap is, it's like time for health. Movement in many cases is going to take more time than not doing movement, but the back-end benefit is so vast and so great and so wonderful that it almost seems like how could we do anything else other than that? So I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I'd love to hear if you have any questions or comments, you can send me an email or reach out to me on Instagram and I will see you or talk to you, uh, at the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the movement diaries. If you love this episode or are enjoying this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want more information or want to learn more about me or anything I offer, you can check me out on Instagram. My handle is just my first name and my last name, Jordana Adelstein. Website is the same thing. I have lots of free classes and tutorials and I'm always sharing. I'm on Instagram pretty much every day, sharing what's going on in my life and how to make movement and exercise a more joyful part of your routine. Again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.